What you know you can't explain. But you feel it. You felt it your entire life. That there's something wrong. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Like a splinter in your mind driving you mad. Experience the awakening. Brilliant anonymous researchers. Join us in the Patriot Army. Trust the plan, pain coming. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. RedStateTalkRadio.com, Brighton.tv, Rumble.com slash MG Show. And won't be for everyone. That choice to know will be yours. Where we go, one we go all. Fight, 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 and fight we will. We fight every day right here on the MG Show. Wow, welcome to the MG Show, where today is the day. It is Iowa Caucus Day. And I tell you what, I'm from the Midwest. This cold will not stop Iowa. They will not stop Iowa from caucusing from President Donald J. Trump. Shady Groove, welcome to the show. Oh, you are so over the target, my friend. 100%. Absolutely. They will not be stopped. You will not be stopped. And doesn't matter what the media does. Doesn't matter what the alternative media does. Donald Trump is here to win Iowa. And we're just a few hours away from that result. Yeah. I mean, it's going to what start at 7 p.m. tonight. I mean, it's going to, yes, you know, it's cold there in Iowa. But you know what? You know, I used to play baseball in blizzards, a blizzard of 79, yeah. and I was very close to Illinois, and we're very similar. Nothing can stop what is coming, guys. Nothing. And these Iowa people that are my friends, right from the, you know, when I lived in Illinois, they're just right next door. I've been down to Iowa. I've been to Hawkeye games. Uh, I know yeah. those people down there. They are amazing patriots. The farmers for Trump are there. Uh, you know, they know what Trump did for them with the farming community. Uh, and they will not forget that. And they were, they, they will, and they are going to caucus for President Donald J. Trump today in Iowa, Shady. Yes, absolutely. And a packed house all weekend long, every single event. Donald Trump did a teleconference that was really awesome, actually, if uh, you guys heard that. And uh, yesterday, nice speech and sh guys showing up. People are showing up. We've seen the video. There's lines outside up there already with it. What? Minus 10 or something? 
Yeah. Uh, Nancy MN says it's negative four. feels like 23 in Kamisota. That's that's Minnesota, I understand. <laughs> but she would get out there. If, if there was a caucus happening where she is right there, she would be there. Be right? there. I mean, Nancy, you would be in Iowa and it's those temperatures. Would you be there? Absolutely. Us Midwesterners, we're pretty tough. <laughs> and by the way, it is Marie Kelly's birthday. Happy birthday, Marie Kelly. We love you Happy so birthday. much. And I heard on the space that we're one of the most anti-Trump and we're going to flip on Trump shows on the internet, Shady Grove. I, do you guys think well, that's think, true? That's what they keep telling me. It's like they're trying to, they're just like, just like they're trying to get me. They're trying to trick me, Jeff. I think that's what they're doing. Wow. So, so we're anti-Trump, guys. Uh, press 47 if you know that we are pro-Trump. Let me see the 47s because we have to make sure President Donald J. Trump becomes president in 2024. And with that, yeah, I want to see those 47s. Yeti, roll that beautiful boom footage. We'll be right back. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, and political instability, they all have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. They can also cause gold and silver to go up. There's a time to be in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and there's a time to get out. This is the time to hold gold and silver. Kirk Elliott, double PhD, has been protecting individual Americans' assets for more than two decades. Hi, I'm Kirk Elliott. There's no such thing as a bad investment. There's only bad timing for investments. And now is the time to own gold and silver. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, a 401k, and of course, outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets. Please call 720-605-3900. 720-605-3900 for gold, silver, and undeniable economic protection against out-of-control government. Support the guys and mention MG's show when you call. Many conventional health products claim to be good for you, but they may be contaminated with heavy metals, artificial chemicals, and toxins that could harm your health. Here at BrighteonStore.com, we believe your health and safety are our top priority. That's why we always go above and beyond to bring you the cleanest and highest quality nutritional supplements, superfoods, storable foods, preparedness items, and more. Support your health and this free speech platform by shopping at BrighteonStore.com today. Use promo code MGSHOW at checkout for additional savings. Hello, Patriots. Shannon Townsend here with the MG Show. We are live Monday through Friday from 12 to 2 Eastern Time on Rumble.com slash MG Show, Brighteon.tv, X.com, and Red State Talk Radio. Listen, guys, Jeff and I would like to thank each and every one of you so greatly for the support that you have given us over the last five years. This has been a pretty incredible journey, and I think that each and every one of you that have been with us understand what I mean by that. We represent citizen independent journalism in America, and we depend on you for that support. We'd like to thank everybody out there for all of you've done supporting my pillow, also Sovereign Advisors, and a number of the other different advertisers and sponsors we've had on this show. You can also go here if you would like to support us and what we do at the MG Show, mg.show slash donate. And here you can do a recurring donation if you would like that does donation each month in any amount that you would choose. We like to really, really like that $17 a month one. That's really a fascinating number. And then also you can do a one-time donation as well with some of the other options there. We've been doing this for five years now, everybody. 
and I think we're going to be doing it for a little bit longer. We are in it to save America, and we're not going to be able to do it without your support. So please, if you would like to contribute and help the show, we would greatly appreciate it. And I will see you on the air Monday through Friday, live, 12 to 2 Eastern Standard Time. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know you can get our six-piece My Towels, regular $69.98, now only $29.98. Or you can save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels, made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Also, we have bath sheets, bath towels, washcloths, hand towels, and so much more. And the best part, with your promo code, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all my towels. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. And it is negative six degrees in Des Moines, Iowa. And when you get out of that shower, you're going to want a new MyPillow towel set. Get your new MyPillow towel set at MyPillow.com. Use that code MGSHOW, 800-873-0478. That's 800-873-0478. And welcome, guys, to, to the show. Uh, this is right here, the Iowa caucuses. Let's go. Iowa caucuses for Trump. This is basically, I, I kind of took the U.S. Pro post office and I made a meme, Shady Group. I made that meme. It's, you know, it's kind of goofy. But hey, very, neither, very snow nor, neither snow nor fake news nor dirty tricks nor gloom of night stays these Iowa caucuses, caucusers, <laughs> say that 10 times fast, from the swift completion of their appointed rounds to caucus for Donald J. Trump, guys. Boom. Wow. Boom. So, guys, get out there and caucus. And, you know, one of the things, too, if you guys are new and if you guys are listening in Iowa, I want to guys uh, just show you guys how to caucus real quick. This is how you do it. The Trump campaign made a uh, video and they showed it um, at a town hall um, this weekend. So let's let's watch how to caucus for Donald J. Trump. Check it out. Here we go. Uh, now we're going to stay tuned for a special message from Team Trump that explains the caucus process. Oh, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> important. It's important. It's and exciting. Here we go. Making America great again starts one place on earth and one place only. Right here in Iowa. Monday, January 15th, 7 p.m. Be there, because it's caucus night. Now you may say to yourself, self, I've never been to a caucus. How does it work? You've come to the right place, because for the next two minutes, Marlin's going to tell you everything you need to know about how to successfully caucus for President Trump. Caucusing is super easy. Before we get going, let's make sure you are eligible to caucus. Time to check with the lawyers. For that, here's Margot from the law firm of Dewey, Dewey and Chittister. To vote at a caucus, you must be at least 18 years old. But here's the kicker. That's 18 by November 5th of 2024, election day. Okay, so now you know you're eligible to vote in the Iowa caucus. Woohoo! How simple is it to caucus? As simple as this. Wait, that's, that's the wrong one. 
as simple as this. Three easy steps. Step one, make sure you're eligible. Done. Okay, step two, do you know where your caucus location is? Now be careful, the correct answer isn't necessarily your regular voting location. I'm throwing you a lifeline here. You can easily find your caucus location and lots of other information by going to donaldjtrump.com slash iocaucus. Now, a quick time management lesson. It's Monday, January 15th, caucus day. You wake up at 5 a.m. because you are so excited to caucus for President Trump. So what time should you get to your caucus location? Aren't you the go-getter? You don't need to be to your caucus location until 6 p.m., so no excuses for being late. And finally, step three, register once you get to your caucus. Now, if the line is long, don't panic. I said don't panic. Sorry. The lines move very quickly, and once you're in line, you can't be turned away, so hang in there. Okay, starting exactly at 7 p.m., it's time for democracy to begin. First, you will hear a few brief speeches. Then paper ballots for voting will be distributed, collected, and counted, all in front of you. Easy peasy. And that's the first step to making President Trump our next president and making America great again. So make sure you go to DonaldJTrump.com slash Iowa Caucus, guys. That's where you want to go, Shady. Yes, sir. That's exactly where you want to go, and that's exactly what you want to do today. I love, I love the little, uh, the little cartoon there talking about you guys are all up at five a.m. I know you are. I know you're excited for this day to come. I know that a number of people have been uh, kind of uh, sitting there and telling you things that were going to happen and things that were going to occur in the future that did not, because this is the process. This is the process by which we elect a president, and we are now on day one of that process, and the triggering is just beginning. It will literally start to amplify tremendously after tonight. That's right. So learn how to caucus, get out there. So remember, if your birthday is, and you turn 18 uh, before November 5th, 2024 mm -hmm. so you could be 17 but your birthday is yep. in say october 2024 you understand right yep. right is that Good what point. it is that, okay, that's guys? exactly correct so let's, so let's pretend like this is a donald j trump rally near your house iowa and get out there and and stump for trump guys caucus for trump shady groove <laughs> yeah, that, like, I'm so excited to, for this day to finally be here because I've just been over the uh, over the edge with all this ridiculous stuff that's being thrown at you by the media, especially on Fox News. They have had a, a Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis uh, fiasco going on for weeks and weeks now without the presence of Donald Trump even in the conversation. So I'm I'm really excited for that to start to end today. Yeah, you know, we need to address that as well because your president, Donald J. Trump, also addressed that. Uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswampi uh, got a little too cute. Uh, and, yeah, uh, you know, Donald Trump pretty much slapped him down. Uh, let me get to that right here. So uh, this is very interesting, guys. And uh, this, is, uh, uh, this is the first tweet on uh, January 13th. Vivek started his campaign as a great supporter, the best president in generations, etc., etc. Unfortunately, now all he does is disguise his support in the form of deceitful campaign tricks. Very sly, but a vote for Vivek is a vote for the other side. Don't get duped by this. Vote for Trump, 
Don't waste your vote. Vivek is not MAGA. The Biden indictments against his political opponent will never be allowed in this country. They are already beginning to fall. MAGA. Now, you can put Vivek, DeSanctis, Nikki Haley, or anybody else. Biden. <laughs> you know, they, they are all. So, you know, even Ron DeSantis said the same thing, that he was the best president in generations, guys. You guys understand this. So in order to get this country saved, it's going to have to be Donald J. Trump, Shady. And here's the, the follow-up that he said this, this morning. A vote for Vivek is a wasted vote. I like Vivek, but he played it too cute with us. Caucus night. Vote for Donald J. Trump. Build up the numbers. In November, we must take our very troubled nation, a nation in decline, back from crooked Joe Biden and the radical left Democrats and thugs who are destroying it. Make America great again. Now, we can also say from the Republican, you know, uh, party as well, guys, because they're just as, uh, you know, slimy. Not everybody. Uh, Donald J. Trump thinks that the Republican Party is about 95 percent make America great again. And just that 5 percent is not shady group according to his speech the other night. Yeah, and uh, literally uh, talk, talking you guys up quite a bit because the establishment GOP out there is just as much in the tank for these other people as anybody else. And it's been absolutely disgusting to watch over the last three, four months, what they have been willing to do, only to know that whenever Donald Trump uh, runs the board with them, that they're all going to pivot and act like they supported him the whole time. Even Benny Johnson jumped ship this week and is over there caucusing for Vivek. So, and, and Candace Owens doing the same thing, uh, speaking up, talking up Vivek. This guy is an absolute wolf in sheep's clothing. If you guys haven't recognized that he is a WEF stooge yet, he is. That he was, he was literally there to uh, usher in the preliminary aspects of the vaccine, by the way. In 2017, Vivek has a larger hand in that vaccine than people realize. Running the race is here. Hey, uh, at to run the race on Twitter is here. Who else is playing it cute, so to speak, guys? Who else is playing it cute out there? I think there uh, there was a little Mossad meeting last night on uh, Twitter speech, speech uh, speak uh, sp spaces. Uh, but guys, there are a lot of people playing it cute out there, guys. Okay, and we are, uh, you know, obviously over the target pretty much, and we'll talk about that on another show. But today we are talking about getting out the Iwanians. Is that what it is? The Iwanians or the Iowans? I don't know. Um, we love you because I'm an Illinoisan. So, <laughs> you know, uh, we are on the border with each other. I was, you know, minutes away, have a lot of friends that live in Iowa. In fact, um, my mom, Mama Matrix, hi, mom. She's actually watching today. Your prayers have been amazing. Uh, she took a shower today and she came out and she's like, hi, Jeff. I'm like, oh, I got my mom back. She looks great. Her hair was done. She had clothes on. She looked wonderful. And your prayers have helped out so much, everybody. Yep. And I just want to thank you so much. I can't. Th I thank you from the bottom of my heart for praying for my mom. It hasn't been easy. Um, but uh, you talked to my mom just before the show, Shady. She said that uh, I'm being very cute, taking care of her. I, I got like little, you know, little. Uh, things of ice cream for her oatmeal cookies turkey burgers you know we're try i'm trying to give her like what the hospital would give her and she's um lost over a gallon of fluids folks uh and yeah. uh we need those prayers to uh keep up shady um because you know she's got a, an operation a procedure uh, a more non-invasive uh, heart procedure and you know she's going to come through flying colors in fact i think it's going to give her her quality of life back and that's what all oh, that's all i want shady groove is my mom's quality of life back 
And I think I, I think you're on the road to it, and it, it's been very great to uh, to uh, try to uh, dig into it and, and to see what's going on with her because it seemed like there was a number of things being overlooked, and now we've discovered probably the uh, probably the crux of her issue, and I think that uh, uh, she's going to be doing tremendously better. And I will report, she sounded awesome this morning. It was so exciting to talk to her. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm just really, you know, praying, you know, that your prayers are, are helping guys. And, uh, you know, I know she's watching right now today and she says hi to all of her fans and uh, God bless you, mom. I love you very much. And we'll, we'll get you get you to the quality of life that you need. So you're too young and we love you. And, uh, you know, you're going to be around for a long time. So today, Shady Groove, 6 p.m. Get in line. Mm-hmm. You know, that if yes, you're sir. half an hour away from place you know you need to you know schedule that in get in line if you're in line before seven you are okay but get in line at six try to get there early try to get there at 5 30 try to get this is very important tonight and i know it's going to be very cold in iowa but hey you know a little blackberry brandy you know hanging out you know vote for trump i think it's a good time shady group <laughs> maybe a little snowball fight in the parking lot Oh my God! Well, let's not create snowball fights. Uh, they'll probably blame that on. <laughs> let's call it an insurrection. Yeah. Um, so I just want to play this. This was a really good one. Uh, January thirteenth. Uh, what's that date? That was Saturday, right? Uh, this is yep. Donald J. Trump in Iowa, and I, and then I think it was yesterday. He was in Indianola. By the way, Indianola, uh, Iowa, is uh, the location was Simpson College. My mom went to college there. My godmother went to college there. And my brother went to college there. And boy, oh boy, was that, a, that quite a turnout there, guys. It was good to see it. Really, really cool. And, and, and interestingly enough, the, uh, no matter what the deep state does, you're going to caucus for Donald Trump tonight. Yep. Caucus for Donald Trump, guys. Get out there. Okay, so this is President uh, Trump, part one in Iowa. Let's get to it, Iowa. Let's uh, listen to your president, your next president of the United States. 47. Great group of supporters here in this state. You really do. You really do. Thank you very much. And, and Mr. President, new inflation numbers are out this week, and they show inflation is again up under Biden. And the new polling shows 61 percent of small businesses believe Bidenomics is bad for the economy. When you return to the White House, what is the first thing you'll do to turn around Biden's economic nightmare? Well, first of all, I think he's been a disaster as a president. He's the worst president in the history of our country. Uh, the happiest person around right now is Jimmy Carter, I've been saying this because he uh, looks like a brilliant president by comparison, like literally brilliant by comparison to this guy. Uh, There's never been anybody like him. Uh, Now we have another war going on in the Middle East just started up. And uh, we have our uh, secretary of defense is sitting in a hospital room looking at his laptop. That's how he's running the war, like a child would look at a laptop. It's uh, disgraceful what's going on. It's a disgrace. And uh, Bidenomics is the least of it, but it's been a disaster for the country. Uh, inflation's now going up again, but really look at the inflation that's taken place over the last three years. I was looking today, energy's up at 38%, and uh, food's up 30, 32%. 
everything's up. It's not going to come down. They're not going to get it down. Even if they got it even right now, it doesn't matter. The damage is all done. No matter what you make, no matter how much your, your salary went up, it's peanuts compared to when you look at these all these uh, things. They were talking about housing prices. They were talking about uh, rental. Uh, if you rent an apartment anywhere in the country, you're up 40 percent and that you can't make up for that. Uh, he's been a disaster. And I just want to make a correction for the broadcast. You must arrive by 6.30 p.m. today, January 15th, guys, and go to IA for Iowa, ia.donaldjtrump.com to find your caucus location. Mr. is a president, and uh, we're spending money hand over fist in Ukraine, as an example, and yet uh, Europe, you added up, it's a similar size economy as ours. Europe is not spending anything by comparison. We're in for $200 billion, or they're in for $22 billion, and yet it certainly affects them more than it affects us. We have a thing called an ocean in between. They don't have that ocean. But they're not. And nobody's telling them to do it. I told them to spend for NATO. I said, you have to spend money. And they said, well, I don't really know. Would you protect us? I said, no, if you don't spend, we're not going to protect you. And all of a sudden, billions and hundreds of billions came pouring into NATO because I said that you have to ask them for the money. They'll pay it if you ask them. I don't think anybody has asking them. But you you look at, at the difference between what we're spending on Ukraine, as an example, and what they're spending. And the only difference is nobody's asking or they don't know how to ask. But you really probably have to tell them this is what you're going to do and they'll do it. So it's a very unfair thing. Very bad things are happening for our country. I don't think we've ever been in danger of World War Three like we are right now. And I always say and I say it in every speech, I will prevent World War Three. I know all these people. I know a good, bad or indifferent. It doesn't make any difference. I know every one of them and they're not going to mess around with us. We are weak. We are ineffective. We're left at as a country, and Bidenomics is a total disaster, to get back to your original uh, question. Oh, you are so right. And, you know, we've got some good Iowans here with, with us tonight in the yeah. audience. So who here was better off financially with President Trump? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's everybody, uh, President Trump. Yeah, I think that's the answer we have. I mean, it's absolutely overwhelming. Yeah. Americans, Iowans, we're all better off with Trump. And, you know, a lot of that was due uh, to your leadership of our booming economy at that time, which was due uh, to your tax cuts, the yeah. tax cuts that you put in place. And so uh, as a follow-up to that, what would happen to our economy if Biden got his way and he allowed your Trump tax cuts to just expire. Well, you'd have the biggest tax increase in the history of our country. It will be devastating to people that will, on top of inflation and what's happened, and basically a bad economy. You know, it's a bad economy. It's not a real economy. Uh, you look at government jobs are up, but other jobs aren't up. But government jobs, well, government jobs, that's, you know, it's easy to do. Let's hire more people so we look good. That's like taking the uh, oil out of the strategic reserves. They take it out of... The big, we have the lowest uh, amount of oil in the strategic reserves right now than we've ever had. And that's not meant for automobiles for an election. That's meant for military. That's meant for trouble, big trouble in our country. It's meant to protect us. And, uh, you know, they practically drained it in the last election in order to keep uh, prices down. They're trying to do the same thing again. These, uh, they, they have done such damage to our country. And then we start talking about the border, okay, mm -hmm. the border. 
We had the worst border in the history of the world. We had the safest border, the best border. I built over 500 miles of wall. People don't, you know, they say, is it a renovation or not a renovation? Not a renovation. We had a wall that was falling down, demolished, uh, rusted steel, uh, rotted out two by fours, would rip it out. They'd say, oh, that was a renovation when we go up 30 feet high and nine feet deep. Uh, now we built over 500 miles of wall. We were going to build another 200 miles, which is far more than I said I was going to do. And Mexico, by the way, speaking about Mexico, Mexico paid for 28,000 soldiers, and they were paying much more money than they would have paid for the war. There was no legal mechanism to do the war, but it didn't matter because they paid much more money. Uh, we had stay in Mexico, not stay. We had stay in Mexico. We kept people in Mexico. Nobody ever did that before, and Mexico behaved, but Mexico had to behave because I was going to tariff them if they didn't, and they were fine. They were actually very good. I liked the president a lot. I mean, we get along very well. But Mexico paid a big price to give us the the best border that we've ever had in the history of our country. That included drugs. That included terrorists coming in. I saw an interesting stat on a number of the shows. Uh, in 2019, they had no terrorists, zero, which I was frankly surprised to hear that. But that was during my term. We had very strong blockages and blocks. Uh, so we had nothing. And now we have record numbers of terrorists coming in, record numbers. We had none. I mean, they actually said zero. This is not me, because I would have said it's got to be somebody, somebody. But they had nobody. And uh, we had a safe country. We had no attacks. We had no anything. I defeated ISIS. We wiped out ISIS. That was supposed to take four years. I did it in a few months. We have a great military when we have the right people. And we have the right people. I know the right people. They're not the television people, not the people that you're reading about, not the person that's now in a hospital uh, running this war from his laptop, which is what I understand he's doing, if he's running it at all. I'm not sure about that, but uh, that was a terrible thing. Five days, we didn't have any idea where our Secretary of Defense was, and we have people wanting to attack our country. So it's, pretty, it's a pretty sad situation. We've never been in a position of risk like we are right now, in many ways, but never like we are right now. Yeah. Well, wow, that is something we hear about everywhere in Iowa is, is how much Iowans appreciate how you secured the border and what you did to keep us safe. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, it's very interesting because if he just would have left it, he could have gone to the beach because he likes going to the beach. Somebody says he looks good in a bathing suit that works for him, obviously. Yeah. So you'd see him at the beach all the time. He could have done that, just left it alone, leave our people there, leave the great people that we had there. And instead, they decided to, we're not going to build the wall. And they put out a message to the world, come in. Because, you know, when you say that and you say other things, and you have people coming in and going to our schools and taking our, the places of our students, where they're actually putting our students, the students that were there, in secondary schools, and they're taking the best seats, and they don't even speak English so they're sitting there, they don't speak English. The whole thing is crazy. You look at what's happened in New York. New York is a disaster right now. And in all fairness, the mayor understands that. And he's saying that, but you know, some don't speak up, some aren't speaking up. Uh, the whole concept of sanctuary cities is gonna, I think it's gonna fall of its own weight. I think the Democrats aren't gonna be able to take it much longer. Uh, in some cities, Democrat mayors and governors are saying, well, we just can't do this anymore. The truth is it's not, sustainable for this country, even from a cost standpoint, billions and billions of dollars. People are coming in and they're coming in from prisons. They're coming in from mental institutions, insane asylums. 
they're terrorists, they're, they're drug dealers, they're pouring into our country, totally unchecked. We have no idea who's coming in. They're coming in from many countries, all parts of the world. They're coming from Africa, they're coming from China, they're coming from all parts of Asia. Uh, a lot of people coming from Europe, a lot of people coming from Yemen, okay? Where we're bombing right now, we have people from Yemen. We had 26, 27,000 people coming in over the last few months from China, and they happen to be from the age of about 19 to 25, just fighting age, that's great, you know? Not women, all men, uh, and uh, it's a very, very sad thing happening to our country. Our country is being overtaken. We're being invaded, that's an invasion. We had the strongest border, and now we have the weakest border, and it's an invasion of our country, and Biden is grossly incompetent. The only thing they know how to do is cheat on elections. They're very good at cheating on elections, and they're very good at also going after your political opponent. But they can't do anything else. That's all they're good at, and we're going to teach them a lesson. Yeah. Okay? So we have to teach him a lesson, guys. That's uh, part one of the Iowa uh, caucus event uh, that happened on January 13th. And uh, yeah, we've, we've got uh, part two coming up right now. Uh, check it out, guys. Wow, this Thank is amazing, guys. Here, here we go. You really do. You really do. Thank you very much. Trump, you are so right. Our, our borders in chaos with 10,000 unvetted illegals coming into our country every single day and the kids in New York being told to stay home because their schools are being used to, to house illegals. I mean, how do you secure the border and reverse Biden's disaster? Well, we'd go right back to what we were doing. Again, we had the safest border in the history of our country and we're going to close up the walls. You know, we had 200 miles of walls. We had a lot of wall built. It's laying there ready to be lifted up. They could have had it completed in three weeks. And if you remember, because I remember it, it was all ready to go. And they said, we don't want it. And they actually moved the wall away. And in many cases, it's very expensive stuff. It's exactly what Border Patrol wanted. It's steel, concrete, and rebar. It had to have uh, spikes in it. It had to have uh, It's very complicated wall. It's a very expensive. They sold it for five cents on the dollar. They got rid of it, I think, like scrap metal. And it's not even believable. Uh, all they had to do is fill up the gaps. We're going to fill up the gaps, and we're going to end up actually building more. And we're going to work with Mexico, but Mexico is not working with us right now. They want to be paid a lot of money. They said, we want $5 billion to start talking to the United States. They would never say that to me. They want five. The people are pouring through Mexico, and they want five to talk. And... Every time Blinken goes over there or somebody goes over there, it costs us a lot of money. The money that we spend dealing with countries, we give them billions and billions of dollars, and then they don't listen to us. They don't do what we say. And I remember when China, China respected us three years ago a lot. They really respected us. And uh, the first meeting they had where they were lectured to by President Xi and China, they were, we were lectured like we were children. And that would never happen with me, and it never did. Oh. Well, and uh, President Trump, as a follow-up, you've also been critical of Nikki Haley's record of opposing the border wall and also criticizing the travel ban. Uh, given the thousands of unvetted illegals that are coming across our southern border every day, why are Nikki Haley's comments dangerous and naive? Well, she's a globalist and she works with Koch. Uh, it used to be Koch Brothers, you know, David Koch, I knew very well, he was a nice guy, a member of my clubs and everything else. He was a 
a big supporter in that way, but uh, they're globalists. I'm not. I'm a make America great again. I'm a America first people. It's just America first. It's so simple. I put America first. I always did, and I always will. And frankly, we spend trillions of dollars to other countries. Many of these countries don't respect us. They don't like us. They don't do what we tell them to do. And I stopped that whole process. But Nikki is a person that's getting a lot of her money from globalists. And globalists are not good for our country. They're not good for us. I know Nikki very well. She was my uh, ambassador to the United Nations. And she had a lot of weakness, to be honest. She had a lot of weakness. In fact, I'm not a fan of Chris Christie. I thought he was, you know, third rate. He left with a 9% approval rating. New Jersey, a great state, which I hope to win. I hope we're going to win it. But he made some statements that uh, she's not going to make it. The, you know, the, the so-called hot mic. And I don't know if that was a hot mic on purpose or not. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. But it was a, certainly a hot mic. Uh, I don't think Nikki's strong enough to be president. I know her very well. I know her better than anybody. I moved her there from the governor of... South Carolina, and I moved Henry McMaster in. And one of the reasons I gave her that job is I wanted Henry McMaster to be governor. He was lieutenant governor. He's fantastic. You know him. And uh, he's done a great job. But that was one of the reasons I moved her. Uh, and she did okay. She was okay. But she's not strong enough to be president. I know her very well. Yeah. Well, thank you. And I think. So Nikki Haley is not strong enough to be the president. I agree. I don't think DeSantis is. In fact, I. I oops. <laughs> In fact, I well, live. President Trump, you are. Jeez, I live in Florida, and I want him uh, to get back here and fix this insurance uh, issue that we have here in Florida. Uh, he is, you know, because he's not focused on Florida. This, this, this uh, state is going to hell in a handbasket, guys. JD. Uh, yeah, it it is, and isn't it very interesting that there was a law that was created because of this exact scenario in Florida to prevent people from becoming the governor and then going out of the state and running for president, and Ron DeSantis subverted that by passing new legislation and put him on the road when he hasn't been back in Florida in like six months. Let me change the law <laughs> so I can run for yep. president and screw Florida. Woo! Yep, that's what he did. And it's really interesting, too, because he's doing, this, he's doing this all off the backs of the big win that he had. But Donald Trump made sure to mention that I got a million and a half more votes in Florida than DeSantis did, by the way. <laughs> and, you know, I wouldn't be president if Trump hadn't endorsed me. And I thought he was awesome then. And now I don't like him and I don't know what's going on. Just drop out. OK, Ron, drop out and get back to Florida and do the handle the business that we need you to handle here. How about that? <laughs> yeah, or just take out just take out the, uh, the 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 shoe risers is fine. Just do that. <laughs> yeah, Bootsy. All right, Bootsy. Bootsy, uh, Bootsy. Get, the, get, uh, back, Bootsy. get your boots back down here and uh, you know fix Florida. Uh, here we go. Here's more Donald J. Play. Trump, Iowa. It's all about Iowa today. It's all about Iowa today. And Donald J. Trump. <clears throat> Let's go, you Canadians. Joe Mitchell's got a question for you. Hi, Joe. Yeah. Hey, Mr. President, thanks for being here tonight. Thank you. Clearly, it's no secret that our country is in chaos. The world is in chaos. What happened with Yemen and the missile strikes the last few days, Ukraine, Palestine. We don't even know where the Secretary of Defense is right now. Are we on the brink of World War III? I think we're the closest that we've ever been. And, you know, Joe, this won't be a regular war. This is not going to be, as I say, army tanks running back and forth, shooting each other. These are weapons of mass destruction, the likes of which nobody's ever seen. I've seen. I've seen them. And uh, 
this is obliteration. This is not a world war like we are used to. World War One, World War Two were terrible, horrible. Uh, this is uh, so much bigger than that. This is, you know, it, like annihilation. And we have people that can't put two sentences together. The, our president can't speak. He can't speak a full sentence. And he's negotiating with Putin and he's negotiating with President Xi of China, who's very tough and very smart. You know, I say that and the media says, oh, you called him smart. Yeah, he's smart. He's very smart. He controls 1.4 billion people with an iron fist. I'd say that's smart. And he's a guy who uh, loves China. And these are people that love their country or certainly uh, whether they love their country or not, they want to make their country great again, right? Like we're doing. We were doing things at this country that nobody's ever seen. Then COVID came in. We did a great job with that, but never got the respect for the job we did with COVID. Nobody knew what it was all over the world. It was ripping countries apart. The damage China did, and I always said it came from Wuhan, and it did. It came from Wuhan, and uh, it, it was the damage done to this world, $61 trillion, I figure. That's more than China has. That's more than everybody has put together. $61 trillion in damage. I don't know if you've ever heard that number, but that's, wow. and it's probably a relatively accurate number. They, you know, they really put the world back many, many years, what they've done. And uh, it's so sad to see that. But nobody's ever done the job. You know, we rebuilt the military. We gave the largest tax cuts in history. We gave the largest regulation cuts in history. Even from a health standpoint, right to try. We did right to try. That space age, so we have the best labs, the best doctors in the world. And we'd have things that won't come out for four or five or six years. They won't be approved. And I got it done. And they've been trying to get that done for 54 years. I got it done. And it saved thousands and thousands of lives. You know, nobody wanted it. The health companies didn't want it. The labs didn't want it. The doctors didn't want it. And the country didn't want it because everybody felt they were going to have liability. I got everybody in a room. The insurance companies didn't want it. I got them in a room. I said, look, the patient's going to sign. No liability to anybody. And they were willing to do that. And we've saved thousands and thousands of lives. And you know, it's shown in this many cases that the drugs really work. You know, the drug companies didn't want it because they didn't want to take terminally ill people. The people that were terminal, and it was incredible because they'd say for years, we don't want to take a chance because if they get sick, I said, they're terminal. You know, it's like that these are really sick people. These are people that will be dead. They are dying and they will have the right to use it, and they have had, and we've saved thousands and thousands of lives. And actually, it's been the opposite effect. Some of these drugs are so good that it actually proved that they were good, as opposed to you know the liability factor that the drugs co drug companies were worried about. So we're very proud of uh, everything we did. We're the greatest economy in the history of our country. And again, the biggest tax cuts in history, uh, and that is substantially bigger than Ronald Reagan's tax cuts, and he did it now. The Democrats want to have that elapse. You know, it expires relatively soon. And that was a five-year deal. It expires. And if that's allowed to expire, your, tax, your taxes are going to go up at numbers that nobody, the biggest tax increase in history. And it'll also be very bad for the economy of, you know, for the, for the country. You know, it's interesting. When I cut the taxes to that tremendous extent, including for businesses, Everybody said, oh, wow, it's not going to be income. We're taking much more income now than we did before with the higher tax rates. 
If they allow that to expire, which they'd like to do, I believe, I, th I think they have a tremendous liability because even politically, why would you vote for somebody that's going to raise your taxes by 75%? And that's what you're going to be doing. If you vote for crooked Joe Biden, and he's crooked as you can be, there's never been a president more crooked than this guy. If you vote for him, and remember this, he got a lot of money from China, he got a lot of money from Ukraine, he got a lot of money from Russia. Do you remember during the debate when I said, how come you got three and a half million dollars from the mayor of Moscow's wife? And Chris Wallace wouldn't let me ask that question. He said, well, I have to stop you. What is that? Well, that's become a very big subject. Why did he get it? And he can't answer why he got it. But we have sort of a Manchurian candidate in there. He's a, uh, he's a guy who's very compromised, in my opinion. And that's why China is getting away with murder. You know, China now is not doing well because of my tariffs. They cannot take the tariffs off because it's so much money coming into our country that they can't really justify taking the tariffs off. And they were, I took in hundreds of billions of dollars from China, hundreds of billions. No other president ever took in 10 cents. And I got along great with President Xi until COVID. That was a step too far. I couldn't do it. But I have, you know, I had a great relationship with him. But he was not thrilled with the tariffs. But we took in hundreds of billions of dollars. Think of it. And no other president ever took in not 10 cents. And we were really rocking and rolling. And then this guy comes into office and it's so bad. And we're laughing stock as a country. As you know, we're laughing stock all over the world. Very sad. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, laughing stock. You know, this guy, you know, Shady uh, pointed out tariffs too. He did a Q Lounge live on it. And if you go to Wikipedia and look at tariffs and look at the monies that the they used to bring in for the country, and then uh, you'll see when the Federal Reserve Bank was there and the, there was no more tariffs, they started taxing you. I mean, you know, they hide the tariffs, guys. They hide the, the real reason for this country, the how everything was built was on tariffs, Shady Groove. Exactly right. And isn't it interesting to hear him speak about that? And isn't it interesting to hear him tell you that they can't remove the tariffs? Why is that? Because of the structure that Donald Trump engineered those tariffs to be paid under. And that, in my opinion, is why you have the uh, consulate of Chinese that are currently meeting with uh, Rona McRomney over the strategy of the China policy going forward inside the GOP. That is currently happening, everybody, because they are desperately trying to keep this man from that position because they understand that the, the country, America, was founded on the idea that you pay for everything from tariffs, tariffs of goods that are brought in. That's how you run the country, not off the back of the American people. That's not the way your country was originally structured. It's been changed by the democracy. This is the democracy. This, this democracy uh, that you are fighting is right in front of you. Yep. yep. And so what she's talking about under Rona McDaniel's leadership, the RNC treasurer, Tony Parker met with Chinese communist party officials and foreign agents to discuss campaign strategy and China policy in 2017. This is the East West Institute, uh, nine U S uh, and China high level uh, political party leader leaders dialogue guys. Uh, you know, these are the people that sold your country out right here. Yep, that's I mean, right. It's called America First, not East West Institute, not not eastwest.ngo, guys. It's your country. Uh, if you love your country, you're going to vote for Donald J. Trump, guys. And these GOP people are going to have no other way but to support Donald J. Trump, Shady.
And time. isn't it interesting the way it, the way that they're fighting it? The way that they're fighting it, they're they're forcing him to jump through every hoop and to uh, pull every lever and to uh, step into each realm uh, without any help. The GOP has not been helping him at all on any level, and he is the largest fundraiser ever to enter the Republican Party. There's never okay. been a Republican candidate that could bring in this much capital as Donald Trump has brought in millions and millions just in the last few months. And I'd like to point out that that is also a cue proof traps set. They cannot undo the tariffs. That was a trap that was set mm -hmm. and they can't undo it. Uh, that's uh, one example. We've got other examples of those traps being set as well, where the treasury uh, allotted monies that can't be touched by any political party or any Congress. <laughs> it's awesome. So Shady Group, here we go. This is a, a few more minutes uh, of the uh, Iowa GOP caucus that happened uh, Saturday uh, the 13th. Uh, you must arrive by 6.30 p.m., guys, to caucus in Iowa. We are behind you. Here's some more. Hot button issue on the campaign trail. And Biden, DeSantis, Haley, they all want to send more weapons and more money to keep the war going. Uh, what do you think should be done with regard to Ukraine? Well, I think, again, Europe has to start paying because uh, I feel very badly for the people. It's so terrible. But remember this. Russia's a war machine. They defeated Hitler. They defeated Napoleon. That's what they do. A friend of mine, a great guy, uh, a lot of people maybe think he's a little tough, but that's okay. Uh, Viktor Orban, prime minister of Hungary. Uh, he knows those countries very well. He's right there. He knows them very, very well, intimately. And he will tell you, you know, Russia is this monster uh, machine. We knock out 60 tanks and everybody's bragging about the 60 tanks, but they've got 12,000 more tanks right behind them, 12,000. And they actually have a lot more than that. So it's a very tough thing. And you look at what the damage has been done. Here's the most important thing. It would have never happened. And it didn't happen. And it was unthinkable. I used to talk to Putin about it. It was the apple of his eyes, and I said, don't ever do it, don't ever do it. And we had great talks about it. He would have never done it. And he wouldn't have done it for two reasons. Number one, because I said, don't do it. But you know what else? I had it down at $40 a barrel. As soon as I got out, Biden did horrible moves, and it went to $100 a barrel. At $100 a barrel, he was making so much money, he had the money to prosecute the war. So that was another reason. He wouldn't have done it anyway. But, you know, the other one, and we'll bring it right up to date, is uh, Israel would have never been attacked. Uh, if you know, and I think you know, I think most people know that Iran was broke during my administration. They were dead flat broke. And I said to China and I said to other countries, if you buy oil from Iran, you cannot do anything having to do with the U.S. You cannot do any business with us. You're out of business. And they all make money with us. They do a lot of trade. And, you know, most of their trade deals are negotiated by other people. And they weren't the greatest. But that's the only thing good about making bad trade deals is you have other countries. They'll do whatever you want because they don't want to lose it. But what happens is I said, don't do it. And China didn't buy. China bought nothing practically. And they all backed down. And now he took all those sanctions off. He took all of that threat off. And uh, I would say they have in excess of $200 billion Iran, all made in the last few years, not to mention the $6 billion that they got on the hostage. You know, we had five hostages. They, got, they gave them $6 billion for five hostages. Those are, must be pretty important hostages. Two of them were hikers. 
two of them were, you know, hey, if you decide to go hiking in Iran, you have a liability. You just don't do that. Okay, we don't have to give a, a billion for the two of you. Uh, but we gave, and we also gave 10 billion for selling electricity to Iraq. And yet they control Iraq. Iraq is like a subsidiary. And remember, Iraq is now controlled by Iran. That was the stupidest war, I have to tell you. That was the stupidest, most... I used to say, and I think you remember this when I was a civilian in the true sense, but I got always, somehow I got a lot of press. But I'd say, don't ever go into Iraq, but if you do go in, keep the oil. Remember that? Keep the oil. If you go in, but don't do it, but if you do, keep the oil. They didn't keep the oil. We're the only country where we go in, we obliterate somebody. We never, we never keep anything. We just get stuck in these endless wars. And I got us out of Syria. I got us out of Iraq. I got us out of everywhere, and we defeated ISIS. ISIS was a big thing. We knocked out al-Baghdadi, al-Baghdadi, the leader and founder of ISIS. He was trying to rebuild it again. Uh, we uh, remember Conan the dog? Conan did a good job. Conan almost got electrocuted, but Conan did a good job. <laughs> he heard Conan coming, and that was the end of him. But uh, we went in, and they were after him for 20 years. I got him. I got him. And uh, we did a hell of a job. Did a hell of a job. And these people are not doing a good job. Now, I know the two people we're talking about, because before we get to Biden, we have to knock, knock off two people, and sort of three people. I don't think there's a lot of threat beyond the two, but I don't think the two have much threat right now either. Uh, if you're leading Nikki in South Carolina by 60 points, that's not bad. You know, she was the governor of South Carolina. You shouldn't be leading by 60 points. I don't like her. Uh, but we should be able to, I think we have a, a huge... Uh, a huge advantage here because the only thing is I just landed in an airplane and it's nasty out there. You know, <laughs> from the airplane to the car was about 20 feet and I'm saying, wow, that's, you're blowing this, you have a hard time reaching, <laughs> you have a hard time reaching it, but it's, it's getting better. Um, I worry about that, but at the same time, I'm watching even the newscast today, they're saying the Trump voter has so much more spirit, dedication, they say they'll walk over at last that the Trump voters coming to vote. Yeah. Their voters aren't necessarily. <laughs> that is a boom, Shady Grove. Wow. <laughs> I love that guy. He gives me love so much energy. And Iowa loves that guy, too. And Iowa, I know it's cold, but that doesn't stop us Midwesterners, man. Uh, if you uh, want to see change in this uh, country, I mean, it, there's a reason. While everybody is indicting President Donald Trump, there's a reason why, you know, they are after him. The globalists, the guy from Home Depot, oh, I want Nikki Haley or whatever. He went from DeSantis to Nikki Haley. That's because they're globalist guys. They don't like Donald J. Trump. They won't make money. A lot of stuff is made in China, but let's keep uh, keep America first, guys, uh, not globalism first. Eddie Groove. Absolutely. And we're caucusing here on the MG show. We got a five minute break, guys. Get some popcorn back to caucus here. Just a few minutes. Uh, you don't think I didn't know that, didn't you? You didn't think I, I had it oh, all. I, queued up. I'm ready. I saw you see it. <laughs> Shady, take it away. Stay tuned for our number two of the Matrix Groove show live on Red State Talk Radio. Coming right up after these words. In the Matrix with three X's.com. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? 
Hello, Patriots. Shannon Townsend here with the MG Show. We are live Monday through Friday from 12 to 2 Eastern Time on Rumble.com slash MG Show, Brighton.tv, X.com, and Red State Talk Radio. Listen, guys, Jeff and I would like to thank each and every one of you so greatly for the support that you have given us over the last five years. This has been a pretty incredible journey, and I think that each and every one of you that have been with us understand what I mean by that. We represent citizen independent journalism in America, and we depend on you for that support. We'd like to thank everybody out there for all of you done supporting my pillow, also Sovereign Advisors, and a number of the other different advertisers and sponsors we've had on this show. You can also go here if you would like to support us and what we do at the MG Show, mg.show slash donate. And here you can do a recurring donation if you would like that does donation each month in any amount that you would choose. We like to really, really like that $17 a month one. That's really a fascinating number. And then also you can do a one-time donation as well with some of the other options there. We've been doing this for five years now, everybody, and I think we're going to be doing it for a little bit longer. We are in it to save America, and we're not going to be able to do it without your support. So please, if you would like to contribute and help the show, we would greatly appreciate it. And I will see you on the air Monday through Friday, live, 12 to 2 Eastern Standard Time. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with the nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know you can get our six-piece My Towels, regular $69.98, now only $29.98. Or you can save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Also, we have bath sheets, bath towels, washcloths, hand towels, and so much more. And the best part, with your promo code, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all my towels. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, and political instability, they all have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. They can also cause gold and silver to go up. There's a time to be in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and there's a time to get out. This is the time to hold gold and silver. Kirk Elliott, double PhD, has been protecting individual Americans' assets for more than two decades. Hi, I'm Kirk Elliott. There's no such thing as a bad investment. There's only bad timing for investments. And now is the time to own gold and silver. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, a 401k, and of course, outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets. Please call 720-605-3900. 720-605-3900 for gold, silver, and undeniable economic protection against out-of-control government. Support the guys and mention MG Show when you call. Many conventional health products claim to be good for you. 
but they may be contaminated with heavy metals, artificial chemicals, and toxins that could harm your health. Here at BrighteonStore.com, we believe your health and safety are our top priority. That's why we always go above and beyond to bring you the cleanest and highest quality nutritional supplements, superfoods, storable foods, preparedness items, and more. Support your health and this free speech platform by shopping at BrighteonStore.com today. Use promo code MGSHOW at checkout for additional savings. somebody willing to get up before dawn, fix this country, work all day, fight the Marxists, eat supper, then go to the Oval Office and stay past midnight at a meeting of the heads of state. So God made Trump. I need somebody with arms, strong enough to rustle the deep state, and yet gentle enough to deliver his own grandchild. Somebody to ruffle the feathers, tame cantankerous World Economic Forum, come home hungry, have to wait until the first lady is done with lunch with friends, then tell the ladies to be sure and come back real soon, and mean it. So God gave us Trump. I need somebody who can shape an axe, but wield a sword, who had the courage to step foot in North Korea, who can make money from the tar of the sand, turn liquid to gold, who understands the difference between tariffs and inflation, will finish his 40-hour week by Tuesday noon, but then put in another 72 hours. So God made Trump. God had to have somebody willing to go into the den of vipers, call out the fake news for their tongues as sharp as a serpent's. The poison of vipers is on their lips, and yet stop. So God made Trump. God said, I need somebody who will be strong and courageous, who will not be afraid or terrified of the wolves when they attack. A man who cares for the flock, a shepherd to mankind who won't ever leave nor forsake them. I need the most diligent worker to follow the path and remain strong in faith and know the belief of God and country. Somebody who's willing to drill, bring back manufacturing and American jobs, farm the lands, secure our borders, build our military, fight the system all day and finish a hard week's work by attending church on Sunday. And then his oldest son turns and says, Dad, let's make America great again. Dad, let's build back a country to be the envy of the world again. So God made Trump. Text Trump to 88022. Get out there, Iowa, and caucus for Trump. Amazing. Shady Grove. Very, very well done. God made Trump and God made each and every one of you to stand up and do something about it in this very 
precarious situation that we find ourselves in here in America. Will we have the fortitude to stand up? Will we have the, the ability to fight off this evil parasite that is attached to us in our nation? Absolutely, we will. But there's only one guy that can do it, and that is President Donald John Trump, get out there today if you are in the Iowa area and stand in line. That is six o'clock. We want you to be there, guys, an hour ahead of time. We don't want you to be late. We don't want you to slip sliding on the road and show up at the caucus at 701. We want you there early. That's right. That's right. And if you're in Iowa, text Iowa to 88022 for further instructions if you missed it on this show. Uh, at the beginning of the show, we taught you how to caucus. If your birthday's before November, 5th, 2024, uh, you, you, and you're going to be turning 18, you can caucus. Get out there, kiddos, and bring your TikToks, oh! too, and, and show, show how you're, uh, <laughs> show how you're uh, caucusing for Trump. And don't hate me, guys. The kids are on TikTok, TikTok or whatever it's called. Don't hate me. I know it's China run. Don't worry. <laughs> we know all about it. Uh, but here is uh, President Donald J. Trump in Indianola, Iowa, guys. This is all about caucusing for Donald J. Trump today, Monday, January 5th, 15th, right now, today, 6 p.m. Get in line, Shady Groove. What do you think? Let's go! And hold the line. And this was uh, yesterday in Indianola, Iowa, where my mom went to college, my brother, and my godmother. My mom sings this song all the time. You have to see you have to see what's outside we have a lot of people here this is any indication the storm has had zero effect zero zero point zero say you're very hardy people i've heard that you're hardy people we like hardy people and hello iowa one day from now
What's going on? Am I having issues? Buffer. A buffer. I hear you. Okay. All right, guys, we're having a little bit of a technical difficulty. Let me see if I can just refresh. It's Rumble. What do you expect? Oh, no. Yeah, look at this, guys. It was you doing know, that on the is, show, on the stream, too. You know, uh, Mr. Bongino and, and the Rumble guys, you know, why don't you fix this? You, you made a lot of millions of dollars. Uh, here you oh, go. I it doesn't one day a lot of people. Going to win. I look at this. Here we go. Maybe no. <laughs> this is the crap <laughs> no. that we have with Iowa. Yes, you hear us, uh, Mike Gill, or excuse me, Mike Hess. Why did I call him Mike Gill? Anyways, this is doing it live. That's right, Cinnabar Bird. Uh, we need to upgrade my dial-up modem, Shady Groove, or or Rumble does. I mean, this is ridiculous. I'm letting it play. It should be playing. Look at how ridiculous you this need- is. I think that it's the pedal. It's the pedal power that's not up to par, man. We got to get a different pedal machine. I didn't know what the yeah. word indictment means. Here we go. Did I. What does indictment mean? They need more indicted. hamsters on the wheel. I got indicted more than right. the late great gangster Alphonse Capone. You ever hear of Al Capone Scarface? He killed people. If if he went to dinner, even with like a guy like Dan Gable, you don't get tougher than Dan Gable. The guy had the greatest wrestler. And even Jim says the greatest in the history of our country. But if he went to work and had dinner and didn't like Dan Gable, by the morning, Dan Gable was gone. Forget it. Al Capone. Al Capone was indicted one time, Billy. I've been indicted four times because I said the election was rigged. And I was right. You ever notice they don't go after the people that rigged the election. They go after the people that question the integrity of the election. Nobody got indicted for spying on my campaign. Nobody got indicted for rigging the election, just for looking into it. Now, we're changing things around. These caucus, I've never seen spirit like we have. You know? It's more, and, no, really, and this is a big part of it. They said uh, if they didn't use lawfare, they call it lawfare, they call it weaponization, where you go after your political opponent, you use the Justice Department, the FBI, you go after your political... Do you think this is fun? Actually, do you think it's fun? It's not fun, but... We're getting our point across because we have a crooked country in so many different ways. It's so dishonest. It's we need borders. We need fair elections. Those are the two primary things. Everything else can straighten itself out. But we got to have strong borders. So we have to have fair and free elections or we don't have a country. But these caucuses are your personal chance to score the ultimate victory over all of the liars, cheaters, thugs, perverts, frauds, crooks, freaks, creeps and other quite nice people. That's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. <laughs> but some of them are wonderful people, I'm sure. Remember that one? But some of them are nice. That was good. That was the one piece I should have left out of that first speech, right? But some of them are okay. The Washington Swamp has done everything in its power to take away your voice, but tomorrow is your time to turn on them and to say and speak your mind and to vote. And we're going to take this country back. We're going to make it greater than ever before. 
Once you set foot in that caucus site, the entire world will be listening to you. And I believe that Iowa is going to speak loud and clear. You're first in the nation for a reason. It's important. You're first in the nation. Somebody a long time ago said, this is why we want you to be first in the nation. And maybe you're a little bit different some, than other places, but you said something. There was something in their minds when they did it a long time ago. You know, when I think of your state, I think of two things. I think of farmers, and nobody took better care of the farmers than Trump. No president ever. And I think, and I think about politics, very political state. And uh, it's an honor to have kept you there. With your vote in these caucuses, you're going to send a message straight to crooked Joe Biden his radical henchmen, his weaponized DOJ, and his protectors in the fake news media. Look at all of them back there. There's a lot of them. You know, it's funny. They hate me so much. They hate, but they all show up. I can't figure it out. Thing called ratings. You know, we did a town hall on Fox the other night, and I guess it ended up at 7.5 million. The debate had two and a half million people. They had a debate, two people screaming at each other. They said, why didn't you do the debates? Now they say, it's good that you didn't do it. it was, right? Billy Long, the great Billy Long. Will you stand up, Billy Long? Look at this guy. You're going to show all the people who've been through so much. They've been through the border situation. They've been just giving it away, selling off your jobs, indoctrinating your children and trampling your values no matter how hard they try, it doesn't make any difference. We will never give up. We will never surrender. And in the end, we are going to win, win, win. We're going to win. We're going to win. We're going to win all the time. Under crooked Joe Biden, our country is dying. Our country is, is really in a position it's never been. It's, in, it's never been in this dangerous a position. We have a chance of being in a World War III with weapons the likes of which nobody has ever seen before. I've seen them because I've seen what they can do. And this would be obliteration. I say this wouldn't be two army tanks running back and forth shooting. This is obliteration. And we have a man that can't put two sentences together. He can't find the stairs. See the stairs? Yeah. He finishes a speech, which are very short. They're not like our two-hour beauties, right? They wanted the long version, Jim. Remember that. But, uh, <laughs> oh, look, Front Row Joes, you didn't get in the front row today. I, front Row Joes, they follow me everywhere. We love them. That's a, how does it feel? Still, still pretty good. That's good. Thank you very much. That's very, it's a great honor. They followed me all over the place, 167 times or something. He's got to, they've got to be pretty rich people in all fairness. They go all over. It doesn't matter where. But I stand before you today as the only candidate who is up to the task of saving America from every single Biden disaster starting on day one. The disaster is what he's done. All he had to do is go to the beach like he always does and leave everything alone. Leave the border alone. We are the safest border in history. It was just announced that last month inflation surged dramatically again, slicing into family budgets and further gutting our middle class. You know, we had the highest inflation, I think maybe ever, but they say, they say in 80 years, I think, you know, I think ever. Energy is up 50% from what it was three years ago. Think of that rent, people that rent apartments, rent homes, up 35 to 40%. Mortgage rates are from 2% to about 9%. And there's another problem, you can't get the money. Food prices are up 42%. Bacon, 
I don't know what's going on with bacon. I just said bacon this morning. It was the best bacon I've ever had. There was no fat in it. I said to the hotel, I said, do me a favor. Where do you get this bacon? I want to, you see it in, in New York, you have bacon. It's all fat with a little tiny string of something in there. This bacon was the best, but it should be, right? Because we're in Iowa. So it was good. But bacon is like three or four times higher. I don't know what that's all about. But the only people getting rich right now are Joe Biden's donors and Nikki Haley's donors. She happens to be a globalist, by the way. I know her very well. I know her very well. Remember, I will never run against our president. Never. Never. He's a great president. He's the greatest president in my lifetime. That's not that good. You know, she's, what, 54, 58, 63? What is she? I have no But I will never run against him, ever. She said this for years. Then she calls a news conference. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I've decided to run for president. I said, that's not so surprising because I understand Nikki. Yeah. She, she can't help herself. I understand her very well, better than anybody. Uh, by the way, she's not up to the job, okay? I can tell you that. I don't want to be mean. If I said that about a man, everyone would say, what a great statement. But I'll tell you, about, from Ron's standpoint, he's definitely not up to the job. I know him very well. I got him elected. He forgot about that. He forgot that he was a three. He was dead, gone. He forgot that he came to me, tears in his eyes, begging for an endorsement, and I endorsed him uh, because he fought the Russia, Russia, Russia impeachment hoax number one and number two, two hoaxes. They were both hoaxes. But he did, along with 200 other people in Congress. This man was the best of all. Jim Jordan was the best fighter of all. I'd say he was about 7% of what Jim was, but Jim never asked me for anything. You know, He doesn't need anything. I'd give him automatic endorsements, but he's leading in his district by like 97%. Nobody even runs. He's one of the few people. He never even has somebody running against him. But uh, so I gave it to Ron. Ron was down by, you know, impossible odds. Uh, the election was taking place very soon, I think three, four days. Uh, the nominating process was just about finished. The a man named Adam Putnam, he was the Secretary of Agriculture, running for governor for, for eight years. He was eight years as the secretary. He raised $41 million. So he was at 42, and I think Ron was around three. He was like a 30 or 40 point difference. And he came to me, and I didn't know Adam Putnam. And Adam Putnam never called me. So I wish he did, actually, because I probably would have endorsed him. He was fine, but he never called me. But Ron did, and Ron came over to see me, and he begged me for the endorsement. I gave it to him, and it was like a weapon went off. I hate to use the term nuclear weapon, so I won't use that, okay? Because we're getting too close to that stuff. We don't want to bring up the term, but it's brought up all the time. But it was like a weapon went off, a rocket ship went up. And he ended up winning three, four days later in a landslide. It was a landslide. Adam Putnam is still saying, what happened? What happened? because he was already measuring for carpets in the state house. He was getting ready to move in. Then we had to get Ron through a very highly credible candidate at the time. He turned out to be a crackhead, unfortunately. As you remember, the Democrat, right? He was going to be, he was going to be within the next 15 years, he was going to be a president of the United States. And Ron said, I don't think we can beat him. It was him and Stacey Abrams. They were the two hottest politicians in the Democrat Party. And Gillum, remember Gillum? And good-looking guy, everything was perfect. And I did three. I did three rallies. 
Thank you, darling. Thank you. Thank you. That's all right. Go home to mommy. Your mommy's waiting. Go home to mommy. Thank you very much. So young. So young. You know? It's amazing, because that used to happen all of the time. And I don't think it's happened in two and a half or three years. That's the first. And she's so young. So young. So anyway, so young and immature. Thank you very much. Thank you. It always adds excitement, I will say that. Thank you. That's all right. That's why we have America. That's okay. But they'll figure it out. You know, they're fighting oil. They're fighting oil. They're basically saying, let's close up our country. Because uh, if you notice, uh, China's right now building. China is building actually every week a coal-fired plant. And these people are fighting. And uh, you're going to end up with a country that won't be able to compete if you listen to them. But they'll, they'll grow up. Thank you. They'll go up, they'll get older, and they'll understand that it's uh, very important what we're doing. We speak from common sense. You know, we're really the party of common sense. People say, you conservative. Yes, I'm conservative. We did a lot of conservative things, but we're really not a liberal, conservative. We're the party of common sense. We want to have borders. We want to have elections. We want to have low taxes, a strong military. But anyway, so, so Ron, just to finish the story real quickly, but Ron, uh, I endorsed him, and he went like a rocket ship. And then I did rallies for him, a couple of rallies, two or three. We had tremendous, tremendous rallies, and incredible, in Florida. And he still felt he wasn't going to win. I said, I'm telling you, you're going to win. And he ended up winning by two points, very little. And uh, the other guy turned out to be a disaster. Thank goodness he wasn't put in. But Ron won. And four years later, they said to him, uh, will you run against the president? And he said, I have no comment. He said, I have no comment. I got him in. I got him elected totally. He was down by like 40 points for the nomination, and he was going to definitely lose to their new star. He turned out not to be a star. And when I did that, I don't know, there's something about the lack of loyalty in politics. Now, Nikki also, but to a much lesser extent. I mean, she has at least a right. She got there. I gave her the position, but I gave it to her much more so because I wanted Henry McMaster, who was a lieutenant governor, to be the governor of South Carolina, and he's been a great governor, right, Billy? Great governor, and Henry's done a great job. And Nikki did a good job. She was okay, but she's not right to be president. I know it very well, the wrong, the wrong thought process, the wrong policy, 
And honestly, she's not tough enough. She's not tough enough. These are tough people. We're, de we're dealing with the toughest people in the world. We're dealing with people that are on their game at a level that you've never seen. President Xi of China, Putin. Putin would have never gone into Ukraine if I were president. If that election wasn't rigged, he would have never, ever, not even a chance. And it was the apple of his eye. And uh, you could take a look at North Korea. Uh, Kim Jong-un, very smart, very tough. But he liked me, and I got along really well with him. And we were safe. We were going to have a war with them. And they have a massive nuclear stockpile, possibly as big as anybody. And uh, so we did a great job. But uh, we were disappointed with Ron. It showed tremendous disloyalty. I said, listen, uh, let's hit him. And then I wanted to think of a name for him. And I just sort of said, he's a sanctimonious guy. He's sanctimonious. And I said, Ron to sanctimonious. And it sort of worked. A, a lot of people didn't like it at the beginning. Now they love it. You know, they grow on you. Sometimes they grow on you positively or negatively. But he, uh, he said, uh, and then people would say, sir, you're hitting him very hard. I don't think you should. Why, he's a Republican. I said, I don't care if he's a Republican. They're saying he's a Republican. What the hell difference does it make? The guy says to me, he says that uh, he has no comment. When they say they have no comment, you know what that means, L? That means they're gonna run. So we hit him very hard, and by the time he announced, he was over. I think he was over by the time he announced. He said, sir, it's too early. Anyway, so he's, uh, he's not doing well. It looks like he's in fifth or sixth place, and. New Hampshire. We're doing really well in New Hampshire, by the way. Really well. We're really doing well everywhere. And then people don't know. We go to Nevada. We just had a poll out. We're at 89 percent, Madam Attorney, to 89 percent in Nevada. Then we go to uh, Nikki Haley's state, South Carolina, where the governor endorsed me. We're Lindsay and everybody. I mean, we're just about everybody's endorsed me almost. And we're uh, leading her by 40 points or 50 points, which is pretty tough to do. And then we come down and we eventually get to Florida. We love Florida. We're leading one-on-one -on -one with Ron. I'm at 89 and he's at 11. That's a big difference. And we started, I was slightly ahead in all fairness. You know, I got, people don't know, in Florida, I got uh, more of one and a half million than he did. They talk about his great victory, but he only had that victory because me, but I got one and a half million more votes than him in Florida, and uh, he's not even a factor. So he's really hurt himself because I think he would have, if he were a loyal person, if he would have waited four years, he's young, he's a young guy, he would have. I don't say anybody walks in because you still have to show some semblance of personality, you have to do some things right, and so it's never a walk in, but. Let's assume he would have gotten my endorsement and he would have been loyal and everything else. But I think the lack of loyalty, a lot of people said when I went after these two people and a couple of others, sir, very, you know, highly paid professionals in the back. They said, sir, people don't care about loyalty in politics. I said, I think they do. And when I, like, when I explained about loyalty, like as an example, uh, excuse me, with your governor, I gave her... Think of it, first in the nation, I gave her ethanol, I gave her everything. But she was lieutenant governor, just like Henry McMaster. And I took Terry Branstad out and I made him ambassador to China. And she became, because of me, she became governor. Typically when that happens, when you're appointed governor or senator, you don't do well in the next election. Very rarely do you win. I don't know if you have a, when you get appointed, you very rarely win. 
She was losing by 10 points, and she called me, would I do a rally for her? I ended up doing two rallies and giving her a very big endorsement, and she ended up beating a very rich, I don't know who this guy is, all they said is he's a rich, very good-looking farmer. Well, those are good credentials, Iowa, right? Rich, good-looking farmer. And he was going to win. And I came and I saved her. But Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, she I gave her Here we go. First Nation gave her everything. <laughs> really good. And I figured, you know, again, I don't do quid pro quo. But when I came in and I announced, I said, by the way, are you going to be endorsing me? Sir, I'd rather remain neutral. I said, wow, you're going to remain neutral? Wait a minute, I gave you the position. Not that one thing has to do with the other, but I gave you that position. Yes, sir, I'd rather remain neutral because I have to protect first in the nation. But I gave you first in the nation. Then she said, then she said, well, you have to understand, I'm the governor, and I want to be able to travel with each and every candidate that's running against you and you too sir and i want to campaign with you i said you mean you'd campaign with other candidates yes sir i said uh i don't want to ever see you on my campaign again that was it oh, and that was so i don't blame you for then picking somebody because we wouldn't let her go to any rallies or anything but here's the thing i'm most proud of she went from the most popular governor in the united states in two weeks to the least popular governor. She's the least popular governor in the United States. But I just thought it was very disloyal. You know, I mean, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. And that happens in politics. What? What is? Oh, thank you very much. That's, that's so cute. Nikki and Crooked Joe are both back. Mongers and left-wing globalist Wall Street, millionaires and billionaires who crave to destroy the MAGA movement. People are not happy with MAGA because MAGA is taking over. MAGA is, you know, when they, you, you hear the fake news when they say, well, MAGA represents, MAGA represents 40% of the Republican, no, no, MAGA rep represents 95% of the Republican Party. Whenever you hear this stuff, and uh, they, it's an amazing thing. When Joe Biden gets up and he's so angry, we're going to fight MAGA. And I say, what does MAGA mean? He has no idea. You know what it means, Joe? It means make America great again, right? It's a simple, simple thing. No harm intended. Uh, probably the greatest phrase in the history of politics, right, MAGA? I almost changed it to CAG, keep America great, right? But it didn't seem to have the magic. You can, you just get, there'll never be anything like MAGA, make America great again. And then after he ran the country, I couldn't use CAG because America right now is not a great country. We're laughed at all over the world. Unlike Nikki, uh, I'm working for you. And, uh, you know, I'm working for you. And she's working for a lot of other people, people that don't necessarily love our country so much. She's, you're not going to find, you're going to find out a lot about her in the next short period of time, but she's starting to fade as people find out. And she's got some really bad money behind her. She's got Democrats financing her in New Hampshire. She's got Koch, who's a globalist, total globalist. Uh, he's fighting her. He's, uh, it's funny. He said he had the best years he's ever had under the Trump administration. He actually made a statement. Charles Koch, David was a friend of mine. Charles, I don't really know Charles Koch. 
I saw him interview, he had a broken leg and he had Bermuda shorts on. I said, if I had a broken leg, I wouldn't be wearing Bermuda shorts during an interview. I thought it was the worst interview I've ever seen. Under the Trump administration, you were better off, your family was better off, your neighbors were better off, your communities were better off, and our country was better off. We were never stronger than we were just three years ago, energy independent. America was stronger, richer, and safer, and more confident than ever before when I sat behind the Oval Desk, that beautiful Oval Office with the Resolute Desk. Do you ever hear of the Resolute Desk? The most, you know, when you become president, they give you a choice of seven different desks. They're all beautiful. But the Resolute is the Resolute. It's the beauty. Ronald Reagan, a lot of great, a lot of great people, a lot of great presidents, a lot of great presidents. Resolute. As president, I gave you the largest tax cuts in history and virtually eliminated the estate tax to protect your family farms. I don't know if you know that. If you love your children, I always say this, if you love your children, you have to vote for Trump. If you don't love your children, then that doesn't mean what I just said, because you shouldn't leave it to them. If you don't love your children, and if you don't, then don't give it to them. Does anybody in this room not love their children? Who? Who? I know you love your children. You love your children. Uh, not too many hands. I, I've never seen a hand go up. Then everybody has to vote for me because I gave you tax cuts. You know what was happening is uh, you'd leave the farm to the kids. So the government comes along, they assess it. They put a value on it. You have to go out and borrow large amounts of money. And typically within three or four years, you end up losing the farm because it's not such a cash business, but it's a great value business. Valuable, beautiful farm and what it stands for. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful life. But you'd leave it and they'd lose it and they'd lose it in foreclosures to the banks and we took that out you no longer have estate tax to pay on your farms and small businesses so i think it's great i think it was very good so now we have to defend our tax cuts from joe biden who wants to pass the largest tax hike in american history he wants to terminate the tax cuts given to me by you that includes the estate tax or as we call it the death tax i will make the trump tax cuts permanent and cut taxes for families and farmers even more. We have a substantial uh, hit coming, positive hit coming. We're going to reduce them even further. Now, I have to tell you that when I did the tax cuts, they were the largest ever in the history of our country, bigger than Reagan's tax cuts years before. He, he did the biggest up until that time. We topped it. And everyone said, oh, well, the income, we're not going to have the income. We ended up taking in almost 100% more income and we created the strongest economy in history. So with smaller taxes, people were doing much more business and we were actually taking into the treasury more money. It's an amazing stat, you know, so people have to know it. But starting on my first day back to the Oval Office, I will end Joe Biden's inflation nightmare, rescue our economy, and we will do one thing that's gonna work very quickly and fast. Drill, baby, drill. We're going to drill, baby, drill. Drill, baby, drill. On day one, I will seal the border and I will shut down the invasion of our country. It's an invasion. This isn't a normal situation. This is an invasion. Thank you. Three years ago, we had the most secure border in U.S. history by far. We built 561 miles of border wall. You know, if there's a little piece, if there's a nail from a wall that was there 75 years ago, a little bit of a nail left from the rust. 
or if there's a two by four that's rotted out laying on the ground someplace, they say, that's not a border wall, that's, that's a renovation. No, it's not a renovation. It was, uh, you'd see little areas where you'd have some dead wood rotting on the ground for 40 years. We built over 500 miles, much more than I said I was gonna do. And then we had an additional 200 miles that we were getting ready to put up. We could have done it in three weeks. He could have done it. And they decided not to do it. And that was a terrible thing because our border is a mess. But they actually wanted open borders. That was the amazing thing. But we got Mexico to give us 28,000 soldiers free of charge. You know, when we talk about, I said, I'm going to charge Mexico for the wall. This is much more expensive. When I, there was no legal mechanism that Mexico could give us money to build a wall for us. But there was legal precedent for them giving us soldiers. And I went to the president and I said, you're going to have to give us a lot of soldiers. Why? Because they're coming through your country and they're hurting us very badly. No, I won't do that. I won't. And I liked him a lot. He said, but would you speak to my representative? So they came to Washington, a delegation. They saw me. The State Department was heading it. And a woman, very good woman, but a lousy negotiator, to be honest with you, a very quality woman. She loved Mexico. She worked on Mexico for 25 years. She said, sir, they will never give you that. We've been trying to get that for 25 years. I said, oh, I'll get it, 100%. I said, what else do you want? And we got uh, Tom Homan involved, who's great, you know, central casting. I think he's central casting. He was great. And we got uh, our, our border patrol people, Brandon Judd and all of these people. These are incredible people. They actually want to do their job. They, could have, they have a much easier job by not doing their job, but they want to do it. And I said, give me a list of the top 10 things and Title 42, everything. They gave me a list that one of the things is remain in Mexico. You have to remain in Mexico. You can't come into our country. So I had a list of 10 things, uh, catch and release in Mexico. We called it catch and release in brackets, in Mexico. We have catch and release in our country that nobody would ever leave. So they gave me these things, and this very handsome man shows up representing the president of Mexico. And he said, the chief, top guy, and he said, uh, sir, uh, you've asked for some things that, of course, are ridiculous. Of course, we, yes, you'll give them to us. 100% you'll give them to us. No, no, we will not. I said, uh, first thing we need, we need 28,000 soldiers, free of charge. No. He goes, why would we do that? We're not going to give you 28,000. <laughs> Sir, this is ridiculous. I said, no, 100% you're going to give them to us. 100%. I have no doubt. Then I want to have a remain in Mexico policy where people can't come into our country. They have to stay in your country until we vet them. And uh, he said, no, we won't do that. We've never done that. We won't do that. Yes, you will. 100%. I'm telling you, 100%. And he started getting confused. He was saying, like, then uh, we did the problem where very sick people are coming into our country. So we had, as you know, we have a very specific bill that was passed years ago to keep people that are sick. We don't want to catch disease from people that sadly are not feeling so great and various other things that were just as bad. And I had 10 of them. I said to the Border Patrol, I said to Brandon Judd, give me a top 10, a top 10 list. And he gave me a top 10 and he smiled. He said, you know, They've been after this for years. They, have, they haven't been able to get one half of one. So because, you know, every country out, out negotiates us because we have stupid people running our country for the most part. When you look at what China did, I took in hundreds of billions of dollars. Nobody before me, nobody took in 10 cents from China. So I said, no, no, this is uh, what I want. And he tells me, no, I said, here's the story, sir. I'm signing before me a bill. And if you don't, have this approved within before the end of this meeting 
where we get 28,000 soldiers free of charge and all of the other things stay in Mexico. We called it Remain in Mexico. Remain in, isn't that a nice title? Remain in Mexico. Sounds simple, but it's very complex for them, not for us. He said, then I'm going to sign this. And this says that we are going to put on Mexico a 25% tax or tariff on every car. You know, they stole 32% of our car industry. I don't know if you know that, Jim. 32% of our car industry has been taken out of the United States. It's made in Mexico. They have factories that you wouldn't believe. They go miles long, bigger factories than what we have. They stole it over the years. Not with me. I stopped it. I was going to put a charge of if they make a car in Mexico, sell it in the United States, I was going to put a 30% tariff on it. And they decided not to build those particular factories. But nobody else does that stuff. So I said, here's the story. You're going to either do it or I'm going to put a 25% tax on every single product coming into the United States from Mexico. And that'll be far more money than the money that we're talking about. And he said, sir, may I uh, make a phone call, please? He's, uh, do you know the sign of a choker? It's when they start grabbing their neck because they can't breathe. Dan Gable never choked. He doesn't know what I'm talking about because he didn't choke. That guy was a winner. He's only like 150, I think 150 and one. I don't know. I think he had, he had COVID for the one or something. I don't know what the hell But the greatest guy, even Jim Jordan, who was an All-American, three-time all he said, nope, Dan was the greatest of them all. Do you still say that? That's pretty good, Dan. I mean, it's not, it's not chopped liver here, right? But anyway, so I said, I said, uh, all right, come on. You have five minutes. Just call up the president. And he walks back. Sir, uh, on behalf of the president of Mexico, it would be my great honor to give you 28,000 soldiers free of charge. Give you, remain in Mexico. Give you catch and release in Mexico. The guy's going like, huh. And uh, we got it all. And we had the safest border in the history of our country. It was pretty amazing and it was pretty easy. Under Biden, the USA has become a dumping ground to the world. And speaking of Mexico, you know, Biden's people went to see them two days ago. Mexico said, we want $5 billion just to talk. They said, what? They want $5 billion to talk. And you know what our guy said? We'll consider it. These are the worst, these are the, these are the worst people. And it's not even like bad. I, I, they're stupid people, okay? They're stupid. They're stupid. In New York City last week, American school children were kicked out of class so that the school could be turned into a migrant camp. And think of this, a migrant camp. Biden puts America last. I put America first. Our border is so important. So important. Now, I do something, so, and because it's sad, we don't have a lot to do. Okay, but well, we're going to have a lot to do tomorrow. And you have a lot to do today to talk to your friends, right? Tomorrow's the big day. But we have a little time. Does anybody want to hear the snake? You want it. Takes it back. Because I think it's so appropriate. Jim Jordan's never heard this before, I don't think. But it's so appropriate. And uh, it has to do with people coming into your country. It has to do with who they are. You know what you're getting. We know what we're getting. We're getting terrorists. We're getting jailbirds. We're getting guys that were major, major drug lords coming into our country, staying here. And uh, they're not going to be school teachers. They're not going to be innocent people. They're going to cause tremendous harm and death. And so this is called The Snake. And this was an old rock and roll song, but, you know, amended somewhat. To be honest, probably every word is amended almost. 
by me. But I think it's very uh, instructive, and I think it's very important, actually. On her way to work one morning, down the path along the lake, a tender-hearted woman saw a poor, half-frozen snake. His pretty colored skin had been all frosted with the dew. Poor thing, she cried. I'll take you in, and I'll take care of you. Take me in, O oh tender woman. Take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, O oh tender woman, sighed the vicious snake. She wrapped him up all cozy in a comforter of silk and laid him by her fireside with some honey and some milk. She hurried home from work that night, and soon as she arrived, she found the pretty snake she'd taken in had been revived. Take me in, O oh tender woman, take me in for heaven's sake. Take me in, O oh tender woman, cried the vicious snake. She clutched him to her bosom. You're so beautiful, she cried. But if I hadn't brought you in by now, you truly would have died. She stroked his pretty skin again and kissed and held him tight. But instead of saying, thank you, ma'am, the snake gave her a vicious bite. Take me in, O oh tender woman. Take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, O oh tender woman, sighed the vicious snake. I saved you, cried the woman, and you've bitten me, but why? You know your bite is poisonous, and now I'm going to die. Shut up, silly woman, said the reptile with a grin. You knew damn well. I was a snake before you took me in. The snake, that's our border. We're taking in people from prisons. We're taking in people from mental institutions. We're taking in murderers and drug lords. We're taking in people that are very, very sick with diseases that will be spread all over our nation. We're doing the wrong thing for our country. It's going to be very hard to recover from that, but we're going to start on day one with deportation. Okay? Yeah, and that's what we're going to do, guys, and that is the snake. I wanted to play it up to that because it was very important uh, to hear for Iowa. Iowa caucuses tonight at 6 o'clock. Get in line. Find your caucus. Go to IA for Iowa, ia.donaldjtrump.com, and you can find your caucus site there as well. Shady Grove, it's going to be a banger of an evening. Let's see. Let's, let's see how many of these amazing, Midwestern, used to the cold and the snow, uh, come out and vote uh, in caucus for Donald J. Trump. Shady Grove. I think they're going to be there, and I think they're going to be there in droves. Uh, from what I understand, the largest point difference in history in a caucus in Iowa was 13 points by Bob Dole over, uh, what's his name, way back in the late 80s. So this is very interesting to see because I think Donald Trump is going to shatter that record today as we see the support start to uh, raise up. Remember, everybody in the media, everybody in the alt media, everybody in every other circle of globalism has been telling you that Donald Trump is not a viable candidate. They've been telling you every single thing that they can think of to come up with, to tell you, to present to you that there's no reason to get out there and vote for Donald Trump. He can't win. Vivek is even telling you now that to uh, support Donald Trump, you've got to go caucus for Vivek because Donald Trump will be protected if you vote for Vivek as the president. It's the most outrageous crap I've ever heard in my whole entire life, but it does show you a very specific point. That point is all of them fear him. 
All of them fear you. All of them fear what we all did together, band of anons during Q. They fear that coming back. They know the backbone of what we have. They know the infrastructure and the information that you have already cataloged and archived. It's just a matter of time when the news unlocks the map. They don't want that news to ever unlock the map. Therefore, they think they can deter Donald Trump. I do not yeah. think they will be successful. You know, it's funny. Uh, let me just read you this. Uh, this is a very interesting, Shady. You sent it to me during the, the break, I think. Uh, this is Lara Logan, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, mind you, Lara Logan has done some great, uh, you know, reporting. We, we understand that there's a lot of fans of Lara Logan, and I get it. She's done a lot of great stuff and a great reporting, except she's not focusing on what we think we should focus. Maybe that's because... She's on America's Future's uh, Little Flowers board. I don't know. But here's what she says, Shady Groove. Q is the highest level of security clearance. Fact check. True. QAnon was created to discredit Q. Fact check. True. The only way for people to see the, uh, the wild truth is to unmask the anons behind Q. Anon. They can't, Shady Groove. They would have already. Now, here it is. It's not General Flynn. That's for sure. Fact check. True. I'm sorry, Jim Stewartson, but General Flynn is not Q. Okay? Correct. Uh, my money, so this is, she goes on to say, Lara Logan's money is on Stanley McChrystal, who is Flynn's mentor, mentor, their mentors, and even Charlie worked uh, for McChrystal. So, no, this is going to be total garbage. So here's what she says. My money is on Stan McChrystal and all his team of operatives who have been running this op out of his Arlington office for years. And yours? Look, Stanley McChrystal did defeat disinfo. That organization was to take Donald Trump tweets and discredit them. It was, you know, a, a platform as well run in Iraq and Iran, uh, Afghanistan. They've used this on... <laughs> in wartime, and now they're using it on American people. Stanley McChrystal would not out his own defeat disinfo. General Flynn would not call himself Stone, Papadopoulos, and Manafort CIA bridge to Manafort. Let's review. You know, the people that are trying to discredit Q are doing a pretty good job of it, because everybody's now talking to Posobiec and Alex Jones, all the Q people that we thought were Q people that are not are now all about this Mossad media network. <laughs> Alex Jones, Pisobic, uh, who else? Shady Groove. Well, the, the post that you made last night was epic, by the way, because you tagged that space with Alex Jones, Jack Pisobic, General Flynn, and Roger Stone and said, Mossad board meeting tonight. Because that's exactly <laughs> what that was, was a Mossad board meeting last night in the spaces. And I just just find it really interesting how they uh, everybody comes together and can't really see the whole of this picture. Do a little digging into Lara Logan's husband and what his background is. Oh, wait a minute. He was in charge of running psychological operations in the media in Afghanistan and Iraq? Oh. Yeah. And, and now they're going to be out here telling us that who Q is. Q has not been unmasked because they don't know who Q is because they took the precautions to prevent anybody from knowing who Q was. But what we do know is that it's connected to Donald Trump. And all of these people want to disconnect it from Donald Trump. Alt media, regular media, trying to do the same thing. But the MG show, guess what we say? It's connected to Trump. 
because Trump authorized the the the, uh, the uh, dispersion of the uh, information, a back channel to the people. That's what it was used for. I don't know who developed the architecture that was used as Q, but I know that it wasn't this group of morons out there outing themselves because it, that would be the, literally the dumbest thing a psyoper has ever done. So this is what you said last night was epic. Uh, so we have this. So we have... Jack Posobiec, who holds up a rape Melania sign in 2015, and we have the pictures to confirm that. We have Roger Stone comments about Trump and family with video and, you know, inciting an insurrection. Alex Jones hates that he ever trusted and helped Trump with video. We've got that. Flynn isn't a giant flan of, a fan of Trump, and Q is a CIA. We've got that all on video. But we follow them to help Trump? What the hell is going on around here, Shady Groove? I'm telling you, man. It's like we are living in topsy-turvy, inverse, uh, reverse world of Alice in Wonderland or some crazy nonsense because the idea that these people are going along with this stuff. Jack Posobiec was outed by Q. Uh, General uh, uh, Alex Jones was outed by Q. General Flynn was outed by Q, but we just didn't understand what he was meaning by the conversation that we were having there. And Roger Stone is currently being outed by the whole uh, 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 operation for his WikiLeaks stuff and everything that we've brought here to show you on the MG show. So all of these people are light has been shown. And the psyopers don't want you to see any more light. They don't. They they won't amplify any of it because they're protecting it. Yeah. So Motorbreath says, are they all pushing Trump? Yes. Then he'll keep watching them. Great. We're not telling you to stop watching them, bro. We're telling you to watch out because they're, they want riots. Look, go look at Alex Jones' recent tweet about civil war. Do you understand that yeah, they're psyoping you? And by the way, go ahead. No, I wanted to just jump in on that point real quick because we didn't, we didn't cover that today, but, uh, you have NBC News, a network of public interest groups and lawmakers are nervous about former President Trump's potential return to power, quietly devising plans to foil any effort of his part to pressure the U.S. military to carry out his political agenda. Then you've got all of the psyopers, Alex Jones and crew, going out there and acting like this is legitimate intel. Okay, what are they setting up? They're telling you exactly what they're trying to do to Trump. Alex Jones is working in tandem with the military psyopers. Please go back the Friday show that I did about Alex Jones and Strat 4. Jeff was out on Friday, and I did a deep dig into this. If you can look at that information about Khashoggi and all the connections to Saudi Arabia and all the connections to Netanyahu and all the connections to Israel and all of that stuff isn't playing out, Q told you specifically, guys, he showed us the roadmap. Yeah. Yeah, and they do want violence, says Lee Liggs. That's right. And exactly, Shady. Uh, they do. And that's it, that's that is our show. And uh, you know, uh Democrats, you can go caucus for Trump tonight, can't you? Come on, let's go. Shady Grove, we'll see you Don't guys tomorrow. For Haley. <laughs> no, or Vivek or any of these people. Uh, anyway. by the way, let's uh let's do this. Let me just go to my Twitter real quick because I want to make sure you guys understand what her real name is. Do you know what Nikki Haley's real name is, guys? Oh, I do. I don't have, I, I, don't like, know, what I know what it is. I have a meme. Let me get it because I don't know it like that. So, Joe M. At General Joe M. Nimrata Randhawa. Randhawa. May we call her by right. her real name. So, God bless you she's all. Rama, she's, she's, she's Rama Swampy Light 
everybody. And just remember that this person that's out there saying that nobody should be able to be anonymous on the internet is literally going by a pseudonym for her whole adult life. And let's go caucus for Donald J. Trump, Iowa. We'll see you tomorrow. We want you guys awake. So we keep pushing. But we're hopeful. We're hopeful. Democrats, please wake up right now. We need you on the team for the plan to go down. Democrats, please wake up right now. We need you, we need you, we need you. So, what will it take? A false flag so you know you've been played? Okay, that's not it. What about the fact there's no COVID? Fine, maybe just a bit, but not like that fake news push that shit. Why the masses ain't sick? All bunched up when they protest and riot. But don't it make you wonder? What's really going on? How the Who sang a tune like a view of fake news with the swan song gone wrong. But don't it make you wonder? Why the world's gone mad? And why you ate it up when the media said Russia, now it's all bulimia. I don't know, but I know that we miss ya. It's so sad, there's a brainwash mixer. Democrats, you know we got your back. Till you realize lies, emotion in disguise, we'll push facts. Yeah, Democrats, we need you on the team, let's go. If you got fam on the sidelines, friends said bye-bye-oh. Democrats, please wake up. We love ya, we miss ya, we want ya, we hug ya, we kiss ya. You know, that's love, so. Maybe one day soon we'll meet again. We all can't wait to call each other friends. And we promise you this. On the right side, you'll love how it ends. God wins. Where we go one, where we go all, www.mg.show. Boom.